All right, you want to go? Do it. All right, cool. We're recording. All right. Um, yeah, thanks for that story that you that you sent me. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, that was that was really good. You know, we we spent a lot of time together, and you know, a lot of that stuff I didn't. I don't think I really knew some of the background. Um, and then, you know, I got exactly what I wanted out of that story. You know, some of how you conceptualize your movements within baseball. And then once you got out of baseball and, uh, you know, it was pretty revealing. So I appreciate that, man. Absolutely. No, absolutely. Um, so one thing, one thing you talked about in there that I really liked was, um, you know, when you got out of baseball, there seemed to be like a lot more, um, you know, you talked a lot about being outside yourself. It wasn't about you anymore. It was about everybody else. Mm -hmm. And you talked about that at the end of the story, but I kind of wanted to hit on that first because I've been feeling that a lot lately and how that works with the, with the athletes we talk to now. Like, and, and I keep, I go back to this question of, um, why, or would that be helpful in for players to have that feeling that we have when we're done? Would that be helpful for players to feel that while they're playing, you know, because you're really passionate about, and I am too about, man, it's not about me anymore. It's about everybody else. And that's a really good feeling to have, you know, you really feel like you're, um, you know, you're not living for yourself anymore. You're, you're, you're trying to learn more. You're trying to grow so you can help other people grow. And I'm just mm-hmm. wondering if there's room for that with players. Like, you know what I mean? Would that, would that feeling, is that possible to have that feeling and still, I don't know, have the same focus that you need when you're, when you are playing, when you are playing, when it does seem like you're playing for yourself, does playing for something else fit into that? For sure. I, I, I think short answer, I would say yes. Um, longer answer. I think it depends on the person and their circumstances, but I do think that idea of playing for something more than yourself, whether that's other people or a bigger cause, um, or, or things of that nature. I, I do think that's incredibly important. Um, you look at, you know, even back into to my playing career, I mean, some of the teams that I enjoyed playing the most on, it was less focused on personal stats or things like that. Like when I was playing for a team Canada or something like that in a short tournament where your numbers really don't matter. Um, and those were some of the best performances too. So I, I think there is a lot of that. If, if you can get the, the selfishness out of the way and play with true selflessness, I think there is opportunity for better performances in there. Um, just the way minor league baseball and professional sports in general are set up, it, it can be very difficult to do. And that's, that's a tough mindset to uh, consistently live out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It almost fits into like, into how we talk about gratitude. You know, like when you, when you're talking about gratitude, it's, it's more of existing outside yourself. Um, when you were just saying that, that's where I, where my mind went. <clears throat> that's like one thing we do talk about with players currently 
And um, when you have, when you, when you do have a practice of gratitude, I think you are sort of living outside yourself. You're not so, you know, like every thought isn't about you and what you need to do right now. I don't know. Do you think that fits? Yeah, I think, I think gratitude fits really, really well because gratitude's, um, you know, a lot of the time gratitude is towards others or towards circumstances or situations. So it, it reminds you that it's not mm. all about you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it lets you kind of take a step back and evaluate. And, and I also think that's where just kind of like some of the, some relatedness components. I mean, humans were social creatures. Um, you think about what are some of the biggest celebrations in baseball. It's like walk off wins, why the whole team wins, everyone piles together. It feels awesome, right? Um, it wouldn't be cool if it was just one person celebrating like that. That wouldn't feel as good. But when everybody's celebrating or like an end of the year a championship, and you get to pop bottles or something like that. Um, all those moments that bring people together for common purpose, common goal, whatever it is, those tend to feel really good. And I, and I think that's the deep natured human um, condition really is that we're, we're built to want to have companionship, want to connect to other people and, and do meaningful things um, with each other. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, that's a good analogy with the, you know, you imagine one person celebrating by themselves. That's ridiculous. But um, you know, in that moment, everybody feels this companionship and connection about the goal that they were going for in the beginning. And it's sometimes that's hard to find, you know, especially when, when things are going bad in the middle of the year for you, even maybe if the team's doing well or whatever, it's hard to uh, move away from, you know, how focused you are on how bad you're doing or how well you're doing or whatever it is and, and sort of move beyond that. Um, yeah, for Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I almost feel like, you know, you're talking about the, like your path from your coaching experience going, you know, Boston college, Arizona, and then to Seattle and, and, and now Toronto. And do you feel like it almost uh, to kind of go along the same lines of like after playing and, and this different mindset when you're done playing almost as like, there's more of a sense of urgency to, to life. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that makes sense, but you know, when you don't have any money anymore and you're mm-hmm. not like told where to go and what to do all the time when you're a player, it's like all of, mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's like <laughs> the new pup. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's just like, to me, I felt like this very, this this sense of urgency and like, man, I need to figure this out because just for life, you know, and when you're playing, there's, you don't really have much of a, you're not really thinking about the consequences of not, I don't know, not having that paycheck come in from when like when you do have a job outside of sports, it's like, man, everything matters. Right. And when you're playing, yeah, it's so different because you don't really have too much to decide. Everyone else is deciding it for you. Have you felt that sense of urgency after leaving sports or I don't know. Is this something that, that came I, to mind when you're telling me that story? I think it's just a little different. Like when, 
when I was playing sports and when you're doing that, it's, it's really simple, right? Because it's, it's a goal that at least for me, like I've had since I was a little kid and fortunate enough to have the, you know, combination of talent and circumstance to be able to chase that goal and continue on doing it for a long time. And so it's, it's really easy, right? Like that, that makes sense. Like you show up and you are playing professional baseball and you want to continue playing professional baseball and someone gives you a contract to do that. That's a really pretty easy decision to make. And everybody jumps on board with that, whether it's family, friends, other people. Um, but then when the game ends and now you're going back in and it's about, you know, maybe taking a coaching job as a volunteer or moving away from baseball and doing something different, the, the choices, they don't seem quite as obvious anymore. Um, so I think you, you kind of have that, that pause and step back and, and need to just sort of, again, figure out what that next direction is. At least that's what it was for me. You know, it, it kind of causes you, I was on this track for 30 years, basically chasing down one thing. And all of a sudden that thing isn't it anymore. And now it's like, okay, what are we going to put the, the energy and effort and everything into? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, transition in sports is like a huge, you know, it's, it's a, I, I really feel deeply for that because it was a struggle for me. Um, and you pivoted really well. Like you went from playing to coaching really quickly, which, you know, some people do, some people don't. I had a harder time with it, but you could like one thing I, I've, I've noticed with sports, people that have played sports really have the capacity to do that and to shift to, mm-hmm. um, this new vision, this new goal of what they're going to do. And I, I really think you, you're where you are, you know, big league mental skills coach for the Toronto Blue Jays because of probably maybe that one, uh, flight you made to Arizona, Mm -hmm. you know, like, think about that. I mean, you, you were like, this is what I have to do. I have no money, but I'm going to, do whatever I can to get on this flight so I can get this job because I think it's going to propel my career and it, and it worked. And that got you to the Mariners, correct? Yeah. And the crazy thing is, is I wasn't even thinking about it, about propelling my career. I just thought that was the next thing that I wanted to do. Mm. And I wanted to give myself the best opportunity to doing it. And it's, you know, I, I think it's really interesting because we, you know, especially people that are hard workers and putting a lot of effort in, which athletes tend to be, um, you know, we, we want to always be in control situations. Mm-hmm. But I think the one thing that has highlighted for me as I've gone through this path is, is also just the role of luck in it too, right? I mean, there are countless people along my journey that if something had broken a little bit differently, my path is different and has nothing to do with the effort, energy work that I was producing. It just, it just happens differently. Um, and, but we don't like, cause luck we can't control for and it's tough to quantify and it's tough to, you know, how much of a role does it actually play? So we tend to focus on the things that we, we can control, which I think is good. Um, but at the same time, like looking at something like that with Arizona, like just the luck of, there was a space, there was an opening, um, all those things. And then when that opportunity presents itself, then I was able to do everything possible. So I, I think it works both ways. Like number one, you know, different people's paths are going to be different just because of 
luck is going to play a huge role in it. But then the other thing, and the, the thing that we're more in control of is, you know, what are all the factors that we can control to give us the best chance to, to make those things fall in our, in our favor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That goes back to what you said. The, when the opportunity presents itself, it's too late to prepare. That, I love that quote. That was awesome. It totally fit with everything. Um, but yeah, it's true. Like, man, there is an element of luck and that's kind of like the dirty secret with all this stuff too. It's like, I really don't know if I would have made it without a ton of luck, you know, or yeah. Yeah. I mean, you look at players all the time that don't get a chance because there's someone in front of them or whatever it is you have to, Mm -hmm. I think there's just right place, right time. That's a real thing. Um, and that's the hardest part about your job as a major league mental skills coach is working past that or one, you know, there's, there's a lot of hard aspects to work with, but that has to be one of them. Yeah, I think it's, it's, uh, I mean, obviously you've got a, a hyper competitive environment that everybody's wanting to be as successful as they can in. Um, but they can't control everything. Mm-hmm. And naturally athletes or just high performers in general, like we want to control everything. Um, but I, I think that is a big point where, you know, mental performance, mental skills training can come in handy because you can get really, really good at figuring out what those things are that you can influence, what those things are that you can control. And then you get better and better at leaving the outcome up to whatever it is, knowing that there is some chance there is some, um, different roles into play. There are other people that are trying to do the same thing, trying to, you know, beat you if they're on another time on another team, trying to get playing time from you, um, all these different things. So I think that is a huge thing that we can help with as mental performance coaches is helping people navigate those type of things, you know, um, controlling what they can control, figuring out what they can influence, but then also not, you know, letting go of the outcome and then moving on to the next thing. If it works out or doesn't work out, you know, there's always something that comes next. Yeah, everything's connected. Um, without letting go of the outcome that you know what you just said right there. Yeah, that that's a vital part of it, right? Like control what you can control, but guess what? Like you might not always get the outcome that you want. Um, so what do you do now? So it's like one thing just keeps leading to the other, and it's like why these conversations are are so interesting to me and for you, I know for as sure. well. It's like you get to, you get to dive deep with, uh, you know, one subject or one thing that's going on or like you just, it, it just never ends. And I think that's where these relationships come in. You know, you have to build good relationships to, you know, move the, uh, move the chains, if you will. Um, Mm-hmm. In in terms of like you know in mental skills right like it's not just one thing they just always continue to um, reveal others uh, and that's that's the fun part uh, I I think for me I, I I'm sure it is for you too I mean it's a good gig, for sure right? and you I, have a pretty good gig no doubt and and I think that's something you know in the in the time that we've been able to spend together you know I think that's something that you do really really well and been something fun for me to to learn from and and watch is your ability to to listen to people and to keep learning and keep wanting to you know ask more find out more because i think a big challenge um 
especially initially when you get into these types of, of roles or just performance in general, is you want to you want to help people, so you want to fix it. Um, and I think a lot of the time it's up to people to sort of fix themselves, and it's up to us to kind of help them navigate through that. And I think that's something that you do really, really well is is listening and really drawing those things out and not being in a rush to kind of try and figure out the answer or, or come up with what might be right for them. Yeah, that, um, well, I appreciate that. That's, yeah, that's nice, man. But yeah, I, I think about like the, the people that try to fix things, you know, I think like dads come to mind <laughs> or parents you mm-hmm. know, in general when there's like, Hey, don't do that or whatever it is you're going to, you know, there's always trying to tell you how to do things or fix it for you instead of letting you, letting you figure it out. Like what are the consequences of those actions or those thoughts or whatever? Um, and I, I, I think that would be a tough, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if you could be really good at this job if you're trying to fix everybody, because I don't know if we have, I've never felt like I've really had the answer for someone. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. you, you can, you know, you can feel like you give the right tools or you're understanding the conversation, but I always go back to how, how much do we really understand? How much is behind the curtains of what they're really telling us? And, and then the tools we give um, are sort of a really good educated guess in a lot of ways. Um, and so I, I, what you were saying back there, I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I feel like I, I, you know, you do a really good job of this as well. But we still like it's really hard to go. Yep, I nailed that one. You know, oh, he went four four tonight. That was me. Like, you know, we can't we can't ever take credit. You can never feel like you fixed anything. I think it's just more of like, man, that was that was a really good conversation. And then, what do I do now? Like, how what questions do I ask now? You know, to keep that conversation going to get them to evolve with their physical abilities and their new mental abilities as they learn on their own. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and I think it, it keeps on evolving with it, right? Like mm-hmm. you can't, you can't help anybody unless they're wanting to listen to you and wanting to be helped. So, you know, a big, big way that you can, you know, you can't fix them if they're not listening to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that in, and of itself shows that it's not up to you to fix them. It's up to them to, yeah. to fix themselves. And so then it gets to, you know, are you providing the things in that relationship? Number one, are you, a, do you have sort of that, that character that the person's wanting to break these things down with? They trust sharing the things that are going on for them with. And then two, do you have the competence to be able to, whether that's suggestions or ask the right questions to put them in a position where they're going to be able to, to help themselves and, and move into a position where they feel good about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And then by doing that, they're want to, going to want to continue uh, kind of doing those types of things. Yeah. It's like curiosity versus knowing. For sure. Yeah. Um, Vio, you're the man, dude. You're a good friend. I appreciate you getting on here. Um, we're at 20 minutes, so I, I think we're good. <laughs> um, always, yeah, always a pleasure, brother. Yeah. You're the man. Um, I have a feeling I'm gonna have you back on here again. We can go into something else, but I really appreciate you and, and we'll catch up again soon. Absolutely. Thanks brother. All right. Thanks buddy. Later.